I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Q&A, our regular podcast offering from the Hindustan Times. I'm Prashant Jha, the editor, views of the newspaper. On Friday, Prime Minister Narendra Modi visited Ladakh, along with the Chief of Defence Staff General Bipin Rawat and the Army Chief General M.M. Naravne. He met top military commanders on the ground. He understood and was briefed on the situation at the line of actual control, where China, for over two months, has aggressively built up its military posture and intruded into territory that India considers its own. He also addressed troops. In this edition of Q&A, I'd like to look at the broad contours of Modi's speech. What was his message to the domestic constituency and to the soldiers? What was his message to China? And what is the significance of the speech? To begin with, what was his message to the domestic constituency? Prime Minister Narendra Modi was addressing troops. He praised the valour and the courage of Indian soldiers who were in the front line of the battle at the LAC. He paid a visit to those who were injured in the Galwan Valley. Remember, on June 15th, in a brutal clash between Indian troops and the Chinese People's Liberation Army, 20 Indian soldiers had died and an unconfirmed number of Chinese troops have also died. The injured are being treated in a military hospital in Ladakh. The Prime Minister told them that they had given a befitting reply and their valour and courage had inspired Indians across the country. The Prime Minister also told troops that when he took a decision on national security, he kept in mind two mothers, Bharat Mata and the mothers of the brave soldiers. On the basis of that, the country's security was his topmost priority. All of this was meant to boost the morale of the troops, to send a message of solidarity and support from the rest of the nation to those brave hearts who are at the border. The Prime Minister had a second message for the soldiers. This was about the changes that the government has made in recent years to strengthen India's defence apparatus. In this regard, he mentioned the creation of the Office of the Chief of Defence Staff, the one-rank, one-pension decision, and the indigenous military capabilities that India was building up. All of this, he said, was to strengthen the Indian Army. Clearly, Prime Minister Modi was telling Indian troops that the rest of the country was with them, but also preparing them for challenges that may lie ahead, military challenges that may lie ahead. What was the Prime Minister's message to China? The visit, many experts believe, was a signal to China to express India's determination to defend its borders. The Prime Minister had two messages for China. The first 
when he categorically said that the era of expansionism was over. This was the era of developmentalism. In past centuries, expansionists had often sought to destroy humanity, he suggested. He also said that history was witness to the fact that these expansionist powers either lost or were forced to change their ways. This is not the first time the Prime Minister has actually spoken of expansionism. He, of course, did not mention China in this case, but as a candidate for Prime Minister in 2014, he spoke about how Arunachal Pradesh is an integral part of India and spoke about Chinese expansionism and the need for China to abandon this mindset. More significantly, during a visit to Japan in 2014, the Prime Minister spoke of 18th century expansionary mindsets where countries encroach on territory of other countries and intrude into seas. Remember, Japan has also been subject to Chinese aggression in recent years. For the last six years, though, ever since that reference in Japan, the PM has not spoken of Chinese expansionism. This, therefore, was a clear message to China that their expansionist tendencies will not work and India will resist it. The second related message to China was about Indian strength. China seems to believe that the asymmetry of power between China and India on economic, military parameters is what will deter India from resisting the aggression. The Prime Minister spoke about wanting peace, but wanting peace from a position of strength. And in this regard, he spoke about India's strength in land, in the air, in seas and in space and how India was perfectly capable from a position of strength to deter any aggression and defend its territory. In this context, he spoke about history and how India has for thousands of years resisted aggression with force and often come out stronger. This was a message to China that it should not bank on the asymmetry of power and underestimate Indian strength. What, therefore, is the significance of the PM speech? When Chinese aggression at the line of actual control became clear, India clearly had two choices. One was to underplay the intrusion, to put the issue in cold freeze, and to try to normalize India-China tensions, even as diplomatic and military dialogue continued. The second option was to clearly state the extent of the threat, to clearly articulate red lines, to clearly express resolve, and to tell China that this would not be acceptable, come what may, and all facets of the bilateral relationship will get affected. The significance of the Ladakh speech is that Prime Minister Narendra Modi has firmly chosen the second option. This marks a reset in India-China ties. We have seen this in the past week, when India has taken aggressive economic measures against Chinese companies and Chinese investment. But today, by clearly articulating India's resolute stand against Chinese aggression, the Prime Minister has made it clear that India will be a frontline state, a power which will seek to contain Chinese ambitions. It is instructive that China has not been just aggressive at the line of actual control. It has projected power in the South China Sea. It has projected power in the East China Sea vis-a-vis -vis Japan. It has also passed internally repressive legislations, particularly with regard to Hong Kong. On Wednesday, President Donald Trump of the United States said 
through his White House spokesperson that Chinese aggression at the LEC was a part of Chinese aggression worldwide and reflected the true nature of the Chinese Communist Party. When the Prime Minister spoke on Friday, he basically meant that this era of expansionism would be resisted by India. That, therefore, is the key takeaway from the speech. What next? This is a difficult question to answer because the onus now after the Prime Minister's speech rests on China. India's demand is that there must be restoration of status quo ante at the border. China has not shown any willingness to do it despite three rounds of military dialogue. Either the Chinese step back or it appears that there will be a risk of escalation, including military escalation. The country will have to be prepared, even as it hopes for the best. This brings us to this edition of Q&A. If you have questions that you want us to answer, if there are issues you would like us to discuss, please write to us at podcasts at hindustantimes.com. Please also follow us on all our social media handles on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at HD Smartcasts. Stay safe. We'll talk again next week. Thank you. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.